Hey, paisanos! Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to Saturday Morning Rewind. For the safety of you and others, please make sure all hands, feet, and arms remain inside. And please, watch your children. And now, let the show begin. You're listening to Saturday Morning Rewind with Tim Nidell. Let's go back in time when turtles roam the sewers of New York. A masked duck protected the streets of St. Canard. I am the terror, the And knowing was half the battle. Yo, yo! It's time for Saturday Morning Rewind. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to Saturday Morning Rewind with your host, Tim Nadell, which is me, of course. Uh, find me on Twitter. It's at Saturday Rewind. Find me on Facebook, Saturday Morning Doc. I mean, yeah, no, where's my head? Uh, find me on Facebook, Saturday... I'm about to say it again. Find me on Facebook, facebook.com slash Saturday Morning Rewind. And, of course, find us online, SaturdayMorningRewind.com. And as you can tell by the music playing right here, here, I'll stop talking so you can hear it. This episode features somebody from the Super Mario Brothers Super Show, which I was in love with as a kid, so I'm super excited to tell you that Jeannie Elias, the voice of Princess Toadstool... I can't believe this! You traded the royal cow for a handful of bean seeds? ...will be joining us today. Now, when I was doing some research on this uh, interview, so I can kind of get a little plan together what I'm going to ask her, I found out that she was also a few of the voices on the Dennis the Menace cartoon from the 80s as well, where she voiced Margaret... Joey. Uh, I'm never going to eat ice cream again. And Tommy, which was another cartoon that I was in love with when I was younger. So it's really fun to have her on the show to talk to her about both of those series. Now, uh, I do need to tell you that uh, when I approached her about doing this episode, she was like, well, I don't really know. I don't remember much about Super Mario Super Show, so I'll try. So we don't really go into detail about it, but she does, you know, tell you a little bit about what she went through when she was recording. So... It's a fun one, I guarantee it. And I'm not going to hold you much longer. Just remember those positive iTunes reviews. Uh, remember to visit us online. Remember I love you. I'm serious, I do. <laughs> okay, so uh, here's my interview with Jeannie. Enjoy. You ready to get going? Yeah, absolutely. I'll do the best I can. <laughs> so you were on a handful of some of my favorite childhood cartoons growing up. First, of course, there's uh, Super Mario Brothers Super Show, yeah. uh, Dennis the Menace, and yes, I even watched My Little Pony as a kid. <laughs> so this is so awesome to have you on the show. Thank you for coming on. Oh, thank you. I'm delighted to be here. Now, when we talked a couple of days ago, originally I was going to make this a big super mario brothers super show episode where we just talked about the show super mario brothers but then you came back and said i don't remember too much about super mario brothers <laughs> has anything changed since then do you have any memories that came up since then since we talked you know not really i'm not even fully sure which city we recorded it in <laughs> because it was a canadian show and i think I did, we did it in toronto but i think we also did it here so that's how vague the memory is. It's a long time ago, Tim. I, I, I know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
Well, I guess that's all I got. So thank you for thank you for coming on the show. <laughs> uh, you know, every cartoon I've ever done, every animated series I've ever done, it's always uh, and back in the day we did it all together. You know, we were in a room, all of us. Now, um, most of the time, you go in, you do your lines, you meet no one, and um, and off you go. You know, it doesn't have that same. A group that that sort of group feeling like a table read on a sitcom or something. Yeah, so that was really fun, and I'm glad I was around in that day. You know, and uh, I have to say, it's very nice and convenient to like pop down to the corner at a Bell Sound or something here, do my lines, and come home. I can walk. Oh, nice. <laughs> you know, nice. but at the same time, it was great to have that sense of camaraderie and people. You got to know your fellow actors. Uh, and now there's there's so many. I mean, I know my core group, the people that I came up with, you know, Jim Jim Cummings and Rob Paulson yep, and then yep. Debbie Derryberry, E.G. Daly, like our, you know, that that time period. Um, but a, a lot of the new people, I don't really know because we, yeah, I'll do an episode of something or I'll even be in a series and never meet some of the other players. So that was something um, I did really like about doing both Dennis the Menace and Super Mario Brothers. And we had a great director. The director was Marcia Goodman, and um, she was hilarious and very fun to work with. Nice. Are you familiar with uh, Princess Toadstool's voice? Can you still do her voice? I don't know if I could do it this early in the morning. <laughs> As you can hear, I'm a little... What, what's happening is I did two video games. Uh, oh. One this week, one last week. And... This week, earlier in the week, I just thought, uh, I, I, I'm, I don't not think I'm allowed to say what it's for, but it's a pretty big game. And I play like an ancient crone. So the voice for that was, this very low. Oh, you know, wow. So I scratched the crap out of my vocal cords. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm, I'm a little bit um, <laughs> compromised, but let's see. Princess Joe. No, see, it's too early for Princess Oh, my goodness. Wow. I, that, those video <laughs> games really tear up your voice. Like three o'clock this afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was hoping to get a shout out and her voice for a couple of my friends of mine who love Super Mario Brothers, but maybe we can do that another time. Yeah, maybe by the end of the interview. Yeah, there you go. You're the first person I'm speaking to today. Oh, nice. <laughs> Honored. Thank you. Okay, so we're going to talk more about Super Mario Brothers if we can later, but I kind of want to get to know how you got started with the voice acting. Um, well, I know this is, this is such an odd thing to say, but uh, my family has always had dogs. And uh, it, it wasn't exactly, you know, the happiest family of origin. But the one place where there was, um, where we all kind of came together was the love of dogs. And, you know, Eastern European grandparents, uh, kind of a strict, dark little household, you know, Holocaust survivor vibe, which they were. Um, but with, if the dog was around, everyone spoke in stupid voices. So I grew up. Like never saying a single sentence to a dog that wasn't in some, you know, there he is, look at him, he's the nasty boy in the two-way wool. Who's that dog? My, dog, <laughs> my dog's going to come running now. <laughs> he hears the voice. But it's the oddest thing. So even my, my grandmother, you know, uh, with her heavy, heavy Czechoslovakian slash Russian-ish accent, you know, what dog did the dog with that, that, you know, with a high-pitched voice and... So it really, I guess, playing with my, uh, you know, vocal qualities with dogs as I grew up, I really think was kind of the inception of doing voiceover. And I was always a little actor, you know, I was in summer camp and nine years old and, you know, it, there was a play and I, you know, auditioned for the play and it was, that, that's always been a passion. 
So, um, you know, the voices kind of came naturally. And when I kind of realized that you don't have to look good, you can gain five pounds, you can have a bad hair day, <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> none of those things matter, you know. And, of course, you went on to do some TV series and uh, even did some plays, didn't you? Yeah, a few plays. I, I didn't do all that much theater. Most of that was up in Canada. Uh, I directed some theater. And uh, I did a lot of television and, uh, you know, quite a few films. And I was always kind of, you know, the best friend kind mm-hmm. of role, you know. Um, and that's the other beauty about, you know, animation. I get to p- play queens and, you know, evil crones and witches and, you know, things that in a million years uh, I would never play in real life. You know, I'm blonde, blue-eyed, 5'4". You know, got to do roles that uh, were... Um, I remember actually I was in, this is still in Canada, um, the CBC did radio drama and I did a fair bit of it, but I remember one notable role was that I played Zelda Fitzgerald, um, wow. in that summer in Paris and it was just a really wonderful experience and, you know, again, I got to play Zelda Fitzgerald, I was probably 22 years old at the time, not even, because I was here by then, maybe 19 years old, something like that and, um, I realized, wow, if you're just using your voice, you could be anybody. You can do anything, you know? So mm-hmm. that, that's, to me, the greatest part about uh, animation. I auditioned yesterday for, for a new series, and um, they're doing it kind of old school where they want you to play three or four roles. Okay. It's for little teeny tiny kids. And it was a blast. I did ten auditions, completely different voices. You know, that was, you know, that's the beauty of being a voice actor yeah you can do whatever you want yeah i was actually looking through your resume this morning and last night and i mean you were actually a bond girl in one of the bond video games yeah that's one of my favorite things i ever did. that was a blast i love that i got to play that character the game was a, a decent game but you know to play miss galore i'll keep it pg rated i don't want the kids to be like <laughs> what is that um but it, it's just Goldfinger is one of the best Bond movies of all time. And, of course, she's in Goldfinger. And just to play her, you were a Bond girl. Yeah, yeah, I know. That, see, and I would never be a Bond girl. Too short. <laughs> now too old, for sure. But <laughs> I was never really an ingenue. So I get to be an ingenue. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I do hear horrific uh, stories about video gaming. Like you said, your voice just gets so strained and they expect so much out of you is... is is that the case for every video game you've done? Pretty much. I mean, so so much stuff is, even when it's, um, it, I guess it's the drama that, you know, the people who are really playing those video games, they're getting their, you know, uh, uh, sort of fantasy life and dramatic life fulfilled by video games. So it has to be big. And there's so much screaming and yelling and dying and, um, you know, torture. <laughs> well, you know, I'm sure you played them. Yeah, yeah. It's, you know, that almost every, like this last role, I thought, oh, this will be so cool. I'm sure there can't be any yelling in this, you know, but there was, and that was, it was only a two hour session. And sometimes these guys will keep you for four hours. Yeah. You know, I'm pretty quick. So, um, I'm, you know, I, I, I move through it quickly and I always ask them to, uh, save the, you know, uh, vocal histrionics for uh, the end of the session. So let's go back more to the uh, the beginning of your voice acting career and talk a little bit about Dennis the Menace. Was, it's still an amazing show. Do you have any memories of Dennis the Menace? Yeah, I kind of remember Dennis more. Okay. I, the same amount of episodes um, as Super Mario. And at one point, I think I was doing them both at the same time. 
Yeah, I think uh, you were. I think they're kind of overlapped. Yeah. Um, but Dennis, you know, was Phil Hartman. Yep. And, uh, you know, Phil Hartman played a pretty big role in my life um, because I ended up marrying his best friend. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we were we were good buddies. It was just when he was becoming very successful, um, you know, in, in various arenas. And uh, we were doing Dennis the Menace every week. So, you know, I spent basically a year and a half um, hanging out with Phil and really getting to know him. And um, ended up meeting my first husband, who I just spoke to yesterday, in fact. Oh, wow. That's amazing. <laughs> so we're, still, we're still good buddies. And Phil was our best man at our wedding. Um, so maybe because of the personal connection. Yeah. I have much more uh, kind of vivid memories of that show. Like when they changed kids because he, you know, he became a man. <laughs> nope. Dennis became a man over the summer. And he sort of showed up and he's like, uh, how's it going? You know? <laughs> So he was replaced by a much littler kid who was actually a really good actor. It was the kid on Picket Fences. Oh, really? Yeah, I can't remember his name now. The littlest kid on Picket Fences, but he was great. I remember being outside the booth. He was doing his lines, and he was inside, and his mom was there, and he wasn't looking at a piece of paper. Like, he wasn't looking at a script, and he was just doing his lines. And I said, where's the script? And she goes, oh, he memorized it. He memorizes everything. And he was old enough to read. You know, he was like seven or eight. Yeah. He could, you know, he was four and they have to memorize it. Well, I guess at four now they're reading as well. But so that just blew my mind. I said, you know, that's not necessary. (laughs) (laughs) And therein lies the beauty of doing animation. The piece of paper is right in front of you with the words. Yep. And of course, on the show, you voiced both Margaret and Joey, two main primary characters. Yeah. Margaret, Joey, Tommy. Tommy. Yeah. Tommy. Yeah. And then a bunch of, you know, teachers and, you know, various and sundry. That was also back in the day where they didn't hire an individual actor for um, every single part. Yep. You know, I mean, every now and again, I'll double on something. Video games, certainly, you do two, three voices usually. Um, But, um, you know, it doesn't happen so much in animation. My last experience with that really was the Oblongs. And I had, I played three central characters on that show. Okay. Uh, And that was, do you know the show? I, I've heard of it. I don't think I've ever seen it. It's 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 still on Cartoon Network. It's really funny. It's so it was sort of before its time, you know. It was really edgy. It's about a family living in a city waste dump, and you know the people up on the hill are the rich people. But it okay. was Will Farrell and Gene Smart, uh, Pamela Adlon, um, uh, God, what's her name, uh, Leah Delaria. So it was you know peopled with just fabulous actors. And that was the last time that I remembered, you know, hey, here's three whole parts for you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's get to the point now. We're going to talk about the Super Mario Brothers Super Show. And I, I guess let's get into kind of the, the mood and play a little bit of background music like the show would always do. Yeah. So there we go. Now there it is. Okay. So, okay, that's too, that's too noisy. <laughs> <laughs> so did you know anything about Super Mario Brothers before taking on the role? Um, no, I, I didn't, you know, it wasn't my, uh, my bag, so to speak. So, and, and obviously once I started doing it, I started investigating and seeing that it was incredibly popular video game yeah, and yeah. Uh, arcade game more. I was, were there actual video games at uh, that time? Yes, it was actually, there was, I believe this was when Super Mario 1 and 2 were both out at this point. And uh, the first one came out around 85-ish, 86-ish. So yeah, there was home video, home video games, and also in the arcade. Yeah, 
yeah, I was super invested in the show because of the characters, because I grew up with those characters. You know, I was born in 1980, yeah. and uh, it was actually the first video game I remember honestly playing. So I was super invested when I was when I was watching your show. Did you, when they showed you Princess Toadstool, how did you come to her voice? Were you just trying to be all sweet and innocent and all? Yeah, you know, <clears throat> I guess, you know, Marsha, as I said, um, our, our director was very good at sort of guiding guiding us toward, um, you know, and her magic, too, is guiding us toward the voice, but then really allowing the actor to do what they do best and, and not over-directing. Uh, and, and that's why the, those two series I did with her are some of my faves, because because of that, you got to really just do what you felt was right, you know. But yeah, I mean that you know that the fact that the, the brothers are always rescuing her and that she's always in peril. <laughs> uh, <laughs> a, a, a little fragile, a little fragile leaf blowing in the wind, uh, you know. But with 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 some uh, cojones as well. Yeah. Is it okay that I said it in Spanish? <laughs> yeah, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> now, now since then, you told me a funny story about what happened just recently. Tell everybody the story you told me about the Halloween. Oh, uh, yeah. So I'm driving down uh, Sunset Boulevard. Uh, driving would be an exaggeration, you know, inching down Sunset Boulevard on uh, Halloween night around, I don't know, it was probably around nine or so. And uh, I, I look out in front of me and there's Super Mario standing on the sidewalk. At, you know, what's his name? The um, Luigi. Mm-hmm. And, uh, um, and then I kind of look and I see Toad and I see Princess Toadstool. It's the whole game. You know? So I rolled down the window and, they, and I went, hi. And they went, hi. And I said, I'm the original Princess Toadstool. She goes, what, the, what are you talking about? And I voiced the cartoon. And they went, just insane. You know, I that, they, they were the age that they were watching it as kids. Uh, you know, at the time, oh, that's so amazing. Night I had some people over and I said, I was doing this this morning and, uh, uh, you know, I, I, like the two guys went, you were in the super Mario brothers. Wow. Like, they were practically shaking. <laughs> yeah. How important that was to me. <laughs> yeah, it's true that that show, it doesn't get the respect that it deserves. It's true that it's not the greatest show in the world, but there's so much nostalgia fag- uh, factor to that show. It's, it, it still holds up. It's still a really good show. Yeah, I wish they'd revive it. That would be great fun. Like, you know, they've made three My Little Ponies. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. There's so many different worlds that they can uh, expose people to in the Super Mario atmosphere. It's, it's, yeah, they, they yeah. should revive that. Yeah, I've always wondered why. I mean, even for this generation, little kid generation now, you know, why they would not um, put out. I think Disney ended up buying it. I know they. They, Disney bought um, Dennis the Menace, I'm pretty sure, because checks stopped coming from Deke. Okay. You know, residual checks and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, you know, it just would be interesting. It's interesting to me that they don't just go, let's put it back on the air, sell it to another network, you know, sell it somewhere, just pay the actors off. No one has to record it. Because there's some things, like Super Mario Brothers, it's, it's classic, and it doesn't have, it's not dated, Yep. You know what I mean? There's nothing about it. It wasn't dated when, when, when they did it. It can't be dated now because it was so bizarre. <laughs> <laughs> Two plumbers saving the day kind of thing. That's not bizarre. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about what you've done since then. You're, you're teaching voice acting now, right? Yes, and, that, and that's a large part of my um, career now. And it feels really good to be launching young actors and older actors as well. That's the one thing about this business you know, it really doesn't matter how old you are. Um, 
other than now, now the roles for children, kids' roles that I did for most of my career, um, are are done by children. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, it used to be all women playing little boys and girls, yep. and that that's kind of gone away. And as well, celebrities uh, playing the you know adult roles. So it's put a real dent in you know the, the regular people doing animation, regular actors, workaday actors. But there's still so much work. There's so many more uh, channels, networks, and so many more places to do it online. You know, it's there's there's tons of work. But it's just a different style. You know, things shift and change. And I find a lot of people get very stuck in the way it used to be. Why isn't it the way it used to be? Because it isn't. <laughs> yeah. So uh, the teaching for me uh, is really a way of, of both giving back and satisfying, um, you know, something inside of me. Um, <clears throat> watching someone grow and mature and become a really excellent voice actor. And I teach commercial, uh, you know, for, for commercials, narration, and animation. And um, all through, I'm, in fact, I'm going up to San Francisco uh, this week, this coming week, to teach up there. There's a, a, a school up there called Voice Tracks. Um, that uh, I think Rob Paulson has taught up there as well. I think so. I think I've heard of that, yeah. Yeah, so I go up there and teach, uh, you know, three, four times a year. And I do seminars here in Los Angeles, and I teach privately, both over Skype and phone and uh, at my studio. Oh, wow. Over Skype, too. That's really impressive. I don't, you don't hear that happening too often. Yeah, it's actually, it's it's excellent. Think about it. Like, it, right now, I mean, I, I I just happen to be sitting in my kitchen. I, talk, I brought the computer in there. Uh-huh. In, my, in my studio, in my office, you're hooked up to speakers. So if I were giving you a lesson, I'm hearing you like you're in a studio. Yep, you know, that's true. And I'm, I, you know, and I'm behind the glass like the engineer would be. So it's actually a truer, you know, it, it's closer to what we end up doing than if somebody comes to my house and we're in my studio and we're working. Uh, you know, I never look at them because if, I, if you're looking at somebody, you're watching their facial expressions, their body movements, and all of that adds to what they're doing. And you want to just hear the voice. Oh, yeah. The whole performance needs to be in the voice. When I teach animation, I say all the time, just remember, somebody has to animate to your voice. It's not like the cartoon exists and now you're going to, yep. you know, voice it. And I said, so give them something to animate. Give them nuance. You know, really uh, um, be natural and say it the way you say it and all that stuff, but find different reasons, the who, what, where, when, how, and why of what you're doing. And, you know, you, you'll turn out a, a really lovely performance um, that will give the animator something to, to go on, you know. And when you, if you watch, if you watch a, an, a, a you know, piece of animation now and you think about it that way and you sort of just close your eyes and listen to the voice for a while, then go back, rewind watch it um, again um, with your eyes open and see what the animators did with that vocal quality that that actor brought to the table, you know? So, yeah. Anyway, I, and, you know, I come from an acting background. I studied with Uta Hogg in New York um, in my early 20s, uh, early 20s and late 20s. I spent a decade there, basically, um, going back and forth between Toronto and New York. And um, so I come from a background of really being an actor and um many voice actors not anim- animation you have to be an actor to do animation yep um, but commercial actors very often just sort of fall into it and you know last week they were firemen and caterers so i end up teaching um acting basically you know is it, a lot of what i teach 
and then the, the vocal quality, you kind of have it or you don't, and you can learn some techniques and find different voices, um, you know, and I can help people do that, but if you're a great, if you're a wonderful actor, it's going to, the voice is going to emerge from the characterization that you choose to do. And if people wanted to find out more information about this, where do they go? Um, well, just my, my website is genieelias.com or actingforvoiceovers.com for voiceover single, sorry. Okay. Com. And, um, th- there's, um, you know, how to contact me, um, if, if they're interested or just want to hear a little bit more about it. That site hasn't been updated in a while because, uh, I built it and now that whatever that's called, sorry, I'm so ignorant when it comes to this, uh, whatever, whoever holds it for you disappeared. So now I can open it, but I can't change it. So it's oh. got some ancient crap on there and I wasn't able to add anything to it, but I'm in the process now of revamping, um, uh, the website and updating it, but still all the information that's on there uh, in terms of contact is correct. So. Okay, cool. That's very cool. Do you have anything else coming up that you wanted to promote or talk about? Um, nothing I'm allowed to talk about, unfortunately. You know, okay. I called my agent and I said, you know, the last two video games, can I say I did, you know, their, their names? No! <laughs> <laughs> you know, because we signed non-disclosure yep. agreements. So, okay, I thought we weren't allowed to talk about the content. I said, how does, how is it that I'm not allowed to say the name? They said, that's just the way it is. I'm also a writer, so I've got a television show that, um, that's with a, a very good production company here. And we're um, set to go out and pitch it. It's an hour-long uh, dramedy. And a feature film that has also been optioned. Uh, it's been optioned many times now um, and just got picked up yet again. Oh, wow. So we're, um, you know, ho- hoping that uh, – I, I write with a partner. So we're hoping that uh, one or both of those things go. And, uh, you know, a lot of my time is now invested in teaching voiceover uh, doing it, obviously, you know, I continue to do it and, um, uh, my writing career. All I wear right. many hats. I wear many hats now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jeannie, how's that Princess Toadstool voice doing, you think? Let's see. She was, see, it was so light that, you know, I mean, I could do a sort of like, uh, you know, like I can do Margaret because that, that had, that didn't have that lightness, that light quality, you know. Dennis Mitchell, you're the meanest boy in the whole world. You know, it's a push. Yeah, yeah. But, but uh, the princess is far more delicate, and those vocal cords aren't, aren't <laughs> awake, apparently. <laughs> no, I said I can't. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> well, maybe you could just do it in your own voice, and I can just tell them who you were, and they'll get excited. Because I have, there's two friends of mine who are huge fans of the Super Mario Brothers Super Show, yeah. and uh, I was trying to get a little special shout-out for them. So maybe if you just do it in your voice, and I'll tell them who you are. Uh, what, 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 did she have, I'm asking you, look at this, uh, did she have any kind of a phrase, anything that was said over and over again? You know, I don't, I don't think she did, honestly. I think she's one of the few people who didn't. Okay, and what are your buddies' names? Garrison yeah. and Virginia. Garrison and Virginia, okay, let me... <clears throat> hey, Garrison and Virginia, Princess Toadstool here. I have a little bit of a cold, as you can hear, but it's me. Until the next time, do the Mario! Do the Mario! Swing your arms from side to side. Come on, it's time to go. Do the Mario. Take one step and then again. Let's do the Mario all together. 
Thanks for listening to Saturday Morning Rewind. Please check them out on Facebook and Twitter. And that's all, folks.